Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things you've already blessed us with this day. Oh, so many. And now, blessed opportunity to get back into your word again. It is so awesome. Help us now that when we get into it, that we can understand it. We can apply it in the right way and draw close to you. And encourage us to go out and share that with others as well. We truly thank you as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Be givers, not takers. There's a lot of people that are just interested in taking, but the Lord teaches us always to be givers. That's the most important, is to, to be giving. And not just talking about material or donations or substance. He's talking about your whole self, your entire existence. We need to put God number one of our lives and totally submit to Him and say, Lord, I'm a hunk of clay in your hands. Mold me in whatever you would have me to be. That's the kind of attitude when he speaks of being a, a giver. When he speaks of, be, of charity, he's speaking of having a, a sincere concern for someone else's well-being. Not just donations, I'm not talking about that. But the Lord teaches this in Matthew chapter 25 when he's talking about some of the judgments. And the, he's going to look at people's lives. What did they do with what he blessed them with? Life itself and the way that they acted and behaved toward others around them. And speaking of the last days, and there in Matthew chapter 25, he addresses this in verse 31 through 46, where it reads, When the Son of Man shall come in His glory, now this is talking about the last days, come judgment time, and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory, and before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This kingdom is the millennial kingdom. He's speaking of going over into the millennial kingdom and being able to enjoy that for a thousand years there, to rule and reign with Jesus Christ. For I was hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Insomuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. A very important point that he's making there. Unto my brethren, my brethren. That means the born-again Christians, the part of the family of God, those that are adopted into the family of God. Doing the good deeds, doing the assistance, helping your fellow Christian is what he's speaking of. That's where you get these rewards. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, which are those that are ungodly, that are lost. Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was an hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. 
sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. A day of accountability. What have you done with what the Lord has blessed you with? Did you help others? Did you expand the kingdom? Did you benefit the members of the kingdom of God with the abundance of blessings that He gives us? Not just talking about your prosperity, because He was talking about visiting folks, talking about helping folks, lifting, lifting up folks, talking to folks, encouraging folks. Sharing the gospel with folks. That's what he's talking about. Not just donations. I'm not getting into that. That's, he's talking about everything. We need to be so loving and caring and concerned for someone else's well-being to look at what they need and help them with what they need. If they need some words of encouragement, if they need a visit, if they need a, a card to lift them up, if they need a little bit of flowers given to them while they're in a the hospital, whatever it may be, that is part of the sharing of the love, the part of the charity. That's the concern for someone else's well-being. This is not talking about when you see some guy standing on the corner with a piece of cardboard saying he's a veteran and he needs help, and he's puffing on a cigarette and he's obviously been given a lot of donations because he's got a $200 pair of tennis shoes on and he's wanting your money. Is he a Christian? We don't know. Do you give him some money out the window, out the door? If you give him anything, make sure you include a Bible track. If you give him anything, give him an opportunity to become a part of the family of God. Then he can be blessed with abundance of blessings that come upon him through the Lord. That's the key. Primarily, we need to share the Lord, give the Lord to people, share the blessings of knowledge and understanding of a relationship with God to others. Not just the substance that they can then use and make their sinful lives more comfortable to live in. One individual I see not too far from here, that the other day I come by, he pulled out his smartphone. It looked like a brand new one. and I it was right at the intersection, so I could look at him a little bit. And I noticed, like I said, tennis shoes. It looked like the $200 pair of tennis shoes he had on. It's a cell phone. And not too bad of a jacket. The jacket he had on was actually a better jacket than I had on that day. And, but he was bumming for donations on people's money. And people were giving him money. But is he a godly man? Is he using that to spread the gospel? Is he using that to live a God-glorifying life? Or is he using it to buy more cigarettes and to pay his cell phone bill and to keep them $200 tennis shoes on his feet? We don't know. So we've got to be very careful with our giving. Because he clearly puts it, These my brethren, my brethren. We've got to make sure that all of our dedication and devotion to the giving of the blessings that the Lord has given us is to expand the kingdom and benefit the kingdom. So help people become a born-again Christian, and then you can pour even more blessings upon them. That's the key. And he gives us examples of the giving. Even when you might not have much to give, as he points out over in Luke chapter 21, where here he encounters some donations being given at a temple. In Luke chapter 21, 
Verse 1, And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And he said, Of a truth I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast it unto the offerings of God. But she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. Notice where the donation was given. Unto God. Offerings to God. To the Lord. To expand the kingdom. To benefit the believers. To give. And to give in such a way that you receive more blessings. As he says in Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. Where it says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. We can't outgive God. He's going to see to it that we receive even more in return. And once again, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your whole existence You devote your life to the Lord. You serve the Lord. You give Him way beyond. Because in the Bible, we've directed to give a tenth, a tithe. goes back into the Old Testament times, rolls over into the New Testament times, a tenth. And in the tenth, it's saying that's what's prescribed in order to meet the needs of the temple and so forth. But it also includes offerings. That is beyond the tenth. And the offerings is of your existence, is everything about you. You give everything, not just 10%. You give 100% of everything that we have in existence because everything that we have was given to us by the Lord. The very breath that is within us is a gift from God. Therefore, as he points out later, we'll read, it's only reasonable that we donate everything, our whole existence, that we become a living sacrifice to the Lord. In John chapter 6, verse 24, But woe unto you that are rich, for ye have received your consolation. Like many have received so many blessings, they're rich, they're wealthy, but yet they keep it for themselves. They're stingy, they're selfish. And that's all the reward they're going to have. Woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when... All men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. We need to reach out to our enemies in a loving way to help them become our allies, our family members in Christ. Pray for them to receive salvation. Don't curse them and condemn them to hell. No, pray for them to get saved. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as 
ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. When we're dealing with others and encountering others, as it continues, but love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. And then the one we started out with, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Teaching us that we need to be forgiving. We need to be praying for the lost. We need to be generous in helping others. You give them something of great value, that's the gospel. You give them of something that is really going to last, that's a lift up from that life into the life that is God-glorifying. And over in John chapter 6, We'll turn over there. John chapter 6, picking it up in verse 24. Now what we have here is a situation where the Lord has been preaching and teaching to a vast multitude of people and it was getting late and they needed to either go away and find places to get a meal or the Lord was going to take care of it. So the Lord said that you all sit down, divide them up. And they had a few fish, a few Loaves, they divided that and fed the multitude. He did this a couple times. We have record in the Gospels of this. But look what happens when they seek him. After receiving one of these meals and the fame of him going about, in John chapter 6 and verse 22, let's pick it up here. The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one where unto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone, albeit there came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that, the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. They were making quite an effort to keep up with Jesus, to be with him. But what was their motivation? And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. 
They were wanting more from the Lord. They had received something from the Lord, but yet they got desirous of receiving something else. We should not come to the Lord with our intention of being receiving something from the Lord. We should come to the Lord with our intention of being charitable, of being giving, to be presenting ourselves totally to the Lord, to give to the Lord, not to just take from the Lord, not to have that gimme, gimme, gimme attitude, but how may I give, Lord? Here I am. I am yours. Use me as you please. Hunk of clay in his hands. Mold me into whatever you'd have me to be type attitude. These didn't have that attitude. They had already received a little bit. Now they want more. We see people with this attitude that have received a little bit of a donation or a little bit of a support from the church or from individuals. And suddenly that's an attachment to that. It's, Ooh, I know where I can go to get a donation. They've given me before, so there I can go back and get it again. We've seen that here in this church where people call up. I get calls every week. People call them, oh, I need to have my electric bill paid or my power is going to get turned off. And we don't know them. They've never been here. They don't come to the church, but yet they want a handout from the church. If they were part of the family of church, that would be different. But they're not. There's total strangers out there wanting something from the church. So many people come to the Lord. So many people call upon Christians, call upon the churches just because they want something for themselves. They are the takers. They are the selfish ones. And that's who the Lord was dealing with there. They wanted to be about Him. They wanted to be close to Him. They wanted more of that free lunch. He flat out told them, you didn't come to me because of the miracles, but because you received the loaves and were filled. And in verse 27, labor not for the meat which perisheth, they should not have been seeking to receive that. They should have been seeking to receive salvation, the cleansing. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. That's what we need to look forward. That's what we need to desire of the Lord that meat that does not perish, and that is salvation. That is an adoption into the family of God. If people that come to you are seeking that, give them as much as you possibly can. But if all they're seeking is a handout of substance because they want it for themselves, then they have the wrong attitude. That's the takers. It's those that just want to take, take, take. Matthew chapter 6, beginning right up here in verse 1. Take heed that you do not your alms before men. Do not your alms. This is an effort. This is a, a work. This is not just talking about giving of the donations. This is talking about everything that you do in service for the Lord. Do you do it to receive praise of yourself? Or do you do it to let the Lord have all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. The only reward you're going to get is the accolades from the people that saw you do that. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. 
Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. That's the only reward they're going to get out of it. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. That thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. We want to always bring honor and glory to the Lord, not to ourselves, even in our efforts to spread the gospel, to help others come to be a Christian, need to be done in a way to only give God the glory. And know that there are people out there that have a desire of the materials of this world and that that is their God. He addresses them in verse 24. No man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. These people have decided to seek the treasures of this world instead of seeking God. But we need to know that the Lord provides us with what we need when we seek Him first, as He says in verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So too many people have had to focus on the substances of this world. That's their desire, that's their goal to achieve, to acquire. The rich people he's talking about earlier. And then that gets lifted up as their God. And then they're going to lose out come the last days. There'll be those goats that are set aside that wind up in the lake of fire. 33 again. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Utmost important in our lives should be seeking a relationship with the Lord. All these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We got enough challenges, we got enough problems and concerns day by day. We don't have to be overwhelmed or focus on something that we should be focused on. To always focus on serving the Lord, submit yourselves completely over to the Lord. As he says over there in Second Corinthians chapter nine, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Are you a cheerful giver or you are a grudgent individual? Do you give because somebody's forcing you to give? Or are you giving because you have been blessed with the things the Lord has given you, including your life itself. I'm just talking about substances now. Over in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, we see some people that he described earlier that only sought him for something they could take, they could receive for themselves, selfish individuals. And Paul gets into this teaching the church at Thessalonians, the church of the Thessalonians in Thessalonica in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you, that ye both do and will do the things which we command you. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Now, we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, 
and not after the tradition which he received of us. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us, for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you, neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. What he was dealing with was people that were part of the congregation of the church of Thessalonica that was just part of that congregation to get something from that church. That's the only reason they were there. They wanted to take, take, take. That was it. They weren't givers. They weren't working for the Lord. That's what he's talking about. If you don't work, don't eat. If you're not doing a work for the Lord, you shouldn't benefit from the proceeds of the Lord. And that is the substances he's speaking of specifically here. They were in it for the donations that they could receive from that church. Reads, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all. They just there to take, take, take. It says, but our busybodies. And they love to stir up trouble, to spread rumors, to create chaos, because they're really not born again to begin with. They're not part of the family. They're infiltrators of Satan. They're to just like leeches. Now, them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Like, if they will begin to do what they're supposed to do, then they can benefit from their own efforts. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. See, this is something that can happen to you. You can wind up being a part of a charitable process of helping someone else, and then you see that individual totally waste that or really not even appreciate that, and then you get weary because, like, well, why did I even bother to give when it's going to be turned around and given to somebody who doesn't appreciate it, who's just a, a leech and just take her, and why should I bother to give anymore? That's what we're talking about. Get weary when you say, but if we of the right heart are giving to anyone, even if we mistakenly give to someone who is not a Christian and just uses that to buy them $200 tennis shoes or cigarettes or drugs or whatever... We gave with the right intent, with the right heart. Don't be weary in our giving, in our efforts to help someone else. Because you can pull up to some of these stop signs, like I say, to some of these intersections, and you can see things laying on the ground around that had been given to them, food that had been given to them in packages just tossed on the ground. They didn't want that. They wanted the money, so they go buy the drugs and the cigarettes. You'd see Bible tracts cast out on the ground. They didn't want that. They just want your, the money. So they can continue their ungodly lives. We've got to be very careful in our giving. But when we do give, give with the right heart. And even if we find out later that it was not used properly, don't be weary in that. 
because you gave for the right reason. You'll be rewarded for your giving. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with mine own hand, which is the token in every epistle, so I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Paul teaching the church at Thessalonica there about the giving, warning them about those that are out there that are just the takers. There's so much of that that's going on. We see so much of that out in the world. And we sad to say we see too much of that right within the churches. But we need to know that we need to give ourselves completely over to the Lord, totally and completely to the Lord, just like he says over in Romans in chapter 12, in verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's only reasonable that we come to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am, everything I am, everything that is around me is yours. After all, it is. Everything we have was a gift from Him, so it belongs to Him because we belong to Him. We are not our own. We're bought with a price. Therefore, let's act like it. Everything about us needs to be given to the Lord because it's His anyway. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. To find out the perfect will of God in your life is such a challenge sometimes because our own will gets in the way. When we start setting our goals for our will or toward our will, then we're on the wrong pathway. We need to set our goals to the will of the Lord. And the more that you pray, the more that you listen to the Holy Ghost, the more in alignment your will and God's will will become. And then you just totally submit yourselves. Totally. Lord, here I am. Everything. Control my mind that I speak what needs to be spoken in the way it needs to be spoken. Control my mind that I think what should be thought of at all times. So the key is submission. Total submission to the Lord. And then follow His perfect will. Verse 3, For I say, through the great given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. We're part of the body of Christ, as he says, for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, Find out where your place is in the body of Christ. Yield to that. You become part of the will of God. Completely dedicate your life to the Lord. Seek Him first. And all the other things will be added unto you. And then we can just hang on for the ride. When we totally submit ourselves to the Lord.
then we're going to be in the perfect will of the Lord. And don't just come to the Lord for what you can get. Take, 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 take. No. Come to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. Everything that is in existence belongs to you anyway, so help me use it to bring honor and glory to you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the many, many things you bless us with. The very breath that is within us is a gift from you. Help us to truly realize that. And help us to truly, totally submit ourselves to you in everything that we say, everything that we do. And that we have the wisdom and knowledge of knowing what to do with the extra blessings that you give us. To share them in the proper way to expand the kingdom and to help the brethren. We truly thank you so much for all of it. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen.